is the Things We Do podcast, a podcast about film, life, television, culture, mental health, and all of that fun, jazzy stuff. Today, I've got my special guest and friend all the way in Brisbane, Chloe Love. How are you? Hello. I am good. I am very far away. You are. From you are. You. You are <laughs> look, it's only a nine and a half hour drive. I did the calculations I, yesterday. I mean, I went and... to a trivia night the other night where I learned, uh, well, it was confirmed that Sydney is the closest capital city to Brisbane. So... We are yeah, Cam- both very close and very far away. <laughs> Look, just imagine Canberra in a completely separate location and also the capital of Australia, which to me baffles me, but also makes a little bit of sense. It makes no sense to me at all. Please explain. Because <laughs> <laughs> so, it's the, the reason it being is where all the government is mm. like it's the capital yeah where all the like the politicians and everyone work oh in the, so that's in what canberra significant... is yeah oh, i heard so it's about like this that little... <laughs> i read it in a paper years ago I they made it was a just whole like... city for them did you hear wow <laughs> yeah that's the only reason it exists well, thank you for the, the geography lesson. Um, that was I feel great. like it's a history lesson as well. Um, yeah, and politics. We've got everything happening. Uh, <laughs> we've just wrapped it up in a bundle. We've said hello so far is what we've done. All right. <laughs> Get on with it then. <laughs> so, um, so, so, you know, because I know a little bit about you, but tell the people out there who are listening to our, um, our voices in their ears a little bit about yourself because you were kind of like a you were in the industry and then you were out of the industry and you're kind of like a I, bit I mean was I where was I <laughs> I'm an enigma I mean, <laughs> I'm here and there an and nowhere <laughs> yeah um, explain that mate uh, tell I, I can only tell you a little bit about myself because I really don't know a lot about myself and that's the stupidest thing but it's like I have to I get up and I'm me every single day but no fucking clue at all um I know where I was born I was born in Bundaberg which is always fun I remember Mm -hmm. um we talked about that being uh (laughs) strange it's a great it's it's a great place if you want if you want Bundaberg rum or Bundaberg beer sorted sorted that's where you go (laughs) anything else Oh, Bund- Bundaberg brewed drinks as well. Don't forget, very nice. Yeah, I mean, like I like the mango one. Yeah, mm. the, the- the ginger beer is my favorite. If if we're going on drinks, yeah, and, and they, drinks. I, in my opinion, best ginger beer. So yeah, okay, yeah, but I mean, like that's that's no competition when Schweppes tried to do their own and miserably failed. Yeah. <laughs> It's um, like they've cut off the ginger supply to every other yeah. like brewery or what I don't even I, know what's called. I, I've done a tour of the place as well because you have really? to. Do yeah, you, it's you know. Do, if is you... it kind of like um Willy Wonka's chocolate factory where you sort of see oompa loompas everywhere? And oh, you, just you know kinda... what? It's completely <laughs> nothing like that at all. <laughs> I'm so my whole childhood is wrecked now. It's really so boring. <laughs> um but you do get like a little taster. It's they do like you get a taste test of every single thing that they're making there. Um Ooh. which is really cool and they've got like limited edition soft drink. Okay. Wow. <laughs> I am yeah, like, <laughs> took my grandma there. I, it was great. 
Do you, this reminds me, do you remember years ago when um, Harry Potter was trying to market and the first movie and they were selling every, you know, these little trinkets that, that came in the movie oh. and everyone was like, there were limited runs and they were all excited about it. Yeah, vaguely. And I remember they had Bertie Bot, Bot yes. whatever, every flavoured beans or something. I remember. That they were awful. I was too scared <laughs> to eat any of them. But they were everywhere. Like they were just like for a whole year, they were everywhere you could that buy them. That was huge. And, yeah, I think yeah. didn't um didn't Jelly Belly just like run with that and like do their own version and just not include Harry yeah. Potter at all? Because I've had those ones. Yeah. I remember very distinctly the pencil flavored one, like pencil <laughs> shavings and the baby wipes. That was actually surprisingly okay. palatable, but the the pencil shaving <laughs> was actually the worst for me. I don't, I can't explain why. I just really. <laughs> can, can I just have say, you ever eaten you've a pencil? Just... <laughs> you've no, chewed I've on never a, pencil. Eaten a pencil. You don't know what it's like to actually eat the shavings. Eat a pen. And fair enough, neither have I. But I've eaten a jelly bean flavored with. That. I just want to take you back though, Chloe, because because <laughs> never have I ever had anyone call the word baby wipes palatable. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know when something tastes like the smell of something and it's not so bad? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like that. <laughs> like, how, like how some certain cheeses, they taste like the smell of a goat. And then that's not cool because goats smell friggin' awful. <laughs> and then you got people who are like, oh, let's make a cheese out of that. That's, that's yeah, a you good know what, one. You know what, like... um. You know what I think films got right? Soil and green will one day get human flavoured. <laughs> like oh, oh, yeah. You know, I am curious. I'm vegan, but I'm curious. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I think that um, if we're going to the like, man, we we touched cannibalism very early. But <laughs> mm, yeah, record um, for me, actually. <laughs> Thank you. But um, no worries. <laughs> um, but I mean, like, if you were ever to try anything, I think a confectionery would be the perfect starting place to introduce like human, human flesh to your flesh diet. To, yeah. Stepping but I think stone. also I think I think the most interesting thing and I can't remember where I read it and don't quote me on this, but I remember like some sort of chickens, like the idea that, you know, chickens were fed chickens. Um this was years ago, this was a study or something. Aren't and humans chicken, lovely? Yeah, but apparently Aren't the chickens we went insane. Mm. Like they went insane because I think they realized what they were doing. Oh and my god! I think it's that whole <laughs> comprehension of animals that the moment you eat your own, it just you know there's there's no going back. What it's the fuck, <laughs> Martin? What? <laughs> I don't know. This is what I'm saying. This is an article I read like a good five years ago. That's and I don't an know actual if it's true. study that people decided. Yeah, but also remember. To... Oh my lord! What you remember? You remember? Also, people thought of lobotomy race. as a. As a cure for things. so Yeah, that's true. And just, you know, I'd, let some blood out, chuck some leeches on it. Yeah, right. right. So, right. We, you know, we come from a very interesting sort of We're all sadistic, of... really, at the end of the I day. Know. We're just deep, just here to, to just destroy and uh, cause <laughs> <laughs> suffering. But... Oh Which God. is why you've got me as a guest today. I know. <laughs> just, to, just pure suffering. Um... <laughs> But I mean, like you did, you did voice acting for a bit. I which, I did, yes. Which you know, and were you always interested in becoming an actor, and then kind of that dissipated over the years, or was uh, it kind of just? No, look, it's a weird one because I think 
I have a lovely combination of um, uh, like being super depressed, having constant anxiety, and also um, just not really doing anything uh all mixed together with like these huge like aspirations and ambitions that really mm-hmm. <laughs> not achievable <laughs> given my current <laughs> skill set and you know personality just not 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 really going to happen i don't think but yeah as a kid mate i was like 100% i was going to be an actor but like you know next day i'd want to be a lawyer and next day I'd want to be a vet and so it's never been consistent it's literally Mm. just something that has consistently inconsistently being been around (laughs) for for the last couple of decades of my life and yeah uh it's a weird one I think in some way I have always wanted to be an actor just Mm. for the experience of like embodying a different person or a different character like we I hear about all the time, like all these actors saying like, oh, when I was a kid, we used to put on plays for my parents and yada, yada. I'm like, mate, why didn't I do that? That would that would have been, you know, <laughs> relatively normal thing I could have said I did. <laughs> but no, I instead made costumes and like dressed up and did makeup and fully embodied a character for like an entire day and annoy the shit out of my little sister in particular um but also you know extended family who who came in contact with it um wow yeah yeah i never really literally this has made me face that reality <laughs> that it... i was just like such a weirdo such a weirdo i mean, a, a, I mean know, there's nothing wrong with being a weirdo no because but, but otherwise, I would be in I'm, jail. <laughs> yeah, I know that there would be the extreme weirdo. <laughs> um, but I mean, like, yeah, I, you know, that's that's not an unusual, I guess, way of processing. Was that like a coping mechanism? Do you think? Look, I've like been that- through a lot of therapy, and uh, I think professional opinion is yes. I do have. Uh, like a, a bit of a trauma background, so it's kind of like a, I don't know, it, it definitely the the escapism component of it is the most, uh, like yeah, a, attractive to me. That's why I would want yeah. to act is to be a different person, and so it's been in recent years where I've had to sit down and go, why is that, <laughs> and why do I want it for that reason, um. Because, yeah, sometimes acting for me is not fun. It's it's stressful. Uh, you yeah. know, I have a terrible memory remembering bloody lines. But I always have done really well at it, especially in school. Um, just, yeah, do, doing plays and, and whatever. It, only in class. I was never brave enough to sign up for, like, a school play, which I regret to this day. Um, but, yeah, just that kind of escapism part of it was, was mm. what attracted me to it. And everything beyond that is just, is just like horrid, and I hate it. <laughs> uh, but but mm-hmm. <laughs> no, it's good. But um, but when it comes to voice acting, that's kind of a bit of a different thing as well. Um, and it's mm. not something that I saw myself doing instead of or even at all. Um, but it's probably what I'm a bit more excited about doing at the moment. Yeah, because I mean, like I've I've heard snippets of your stuff as well. And the thing was, when we spoke the first time and listening to your voice, you're very good at changing the way your voice sounds. Well, but thank also you. Kind of like, 
Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> but I mean, like, it's it's always interesting when people say, oh, "I want to get into voice acting," and that's two different two different things, because there's voice performers mm. who just do like voices per se on just you know to, because they like you know being narrators or they just mm. on voice work. But there's a difference between being a voice performer where you inhabit different characters through your voice as well. It's not always through mannerisms or anything. Yeah, and I feel like. That's something that people really don't, you know, it's like the difference between an actor, you know, like a method actor or a character actor or, you know, like a TV presenter. um, Yeah. You know, (laughs) because there's actors who are just personalities, really. Like Will Smith's the prime example. Oh, yeah. He doesn't get any roles. He just gets Will Smith in. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, Will Will Smith. Smith. I know you're listening to this. Um, yes. We're still friends. He's sitting in his like <laughs> expensive home just going, mm, they're right, <laughs> but it doesn't change my career. <laughs> in his, He's sitting in his three homes at once. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's all three of them. And, like, he's just multiple Will Smiths at this point. Like He is just multiple Well, versions. he can afford I it. Of, I mean, yeah. why wouldn't you? He's got a cloning machine at home. He's got a few extras. And all his servants. Yeah, <laughs> all the servants are Will Smith as well, because they're really different points of his career in life. <laughs> uh, I'm just imagining, like, smaller Will Smiths, like, carrying little well, that's trays that's what Jaden of... Smith is. Oh, true. Like the, you know, yeah. Willow and Jaden, absolutely. Li- you they know, are like, Will and also Smith. Ca- they are just... They are Will... They are the it's little Will Smith. It's all been a lie I... to us. <laughs> <laughs> they're just clones. Exactly. Ooh. It's a very scary time. To this be has changed Smith. direction very quickly again, hasn't it? <laughs> it has. Um, but back to voice <laughs> acting. You remember? Oh yes, yes. Okay, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um. Yeah. I've always kind of been interested. That's the thing. I've always enjoyed doing funny voices and, um, you know, making characters out of it and some impressions maybe, but nothing that I've honed enough because I am just deathly scared of people hearing me like practice or do anything so I have to be really confident in what I'm about to do before I actually do it in most cases Mm. like around my friends especially like it's just either very confident very drunk um like I didn't do karaoke until last year I was bloody terrified so really yeah (laughs) so of course yeah natural progression is to um you know do voice acting acting get myself out there (laughs) i kind of uh, made a promise to myself a few years ago that i would do things that i've always wanted to do that scare the shit out of me and not use the scary part as an excuse to not do it like i'll never be ready for it but i may as well just bloody go for it if it scares me yeah I can only learn from it, right? And and be scarred. (laughs) I mean, it depends because is it something you want to kind of get back into as well? Because you kind of dropped out of it for a while and tried to focus on other things. mm, I mean, the last thing that I did, what was the last thing that I did? I think the last thing that I did was more work for a a video game that um, I've been doing uh, some voicing for. Um, Prior to that, like acting-wise, I think... It's like a little indie YouTube web series and I haven't done it in at least six months. I think COVID sort of uh, 
<laughs> wasn't good news for it. Uh, yeah. And that was when I I finally got my hair turned pink because I was like, hey, guys, is there a chance that uh, we're not going to be doing one of these for a while? <laughs> Do you reckon I could have pink hair <laughs> for a bit? And they were like, oh, yeah, yeah. Don't even, don't even worry. It's not gonna. Wow. It's not happening for for a while, aka maybe never. But we'll see. Wow. Um, but yeah, that was pro- probably about six months ago, I'd say. So it's not something that I'm permanently stepping away from by any means. But I think yeah. I'm just like I'm too unfocused. I'm just I'm like people, people who've made it, like who are you know prime example lady gaga right she has mm. from age whatever like 10 been so determined and motivated and focused on this one idea of her becoming mm. a performer and performing and writing and just you know encompassing all this art that she has in her brain and um she's it's terrifying she's scary she scares me because it's like holy shit someone can be that like focused on what they want to do and they make it happen no matter what like she struggled she went you know for years and years and years and years with no recognition still doing what she was doing in the hopes of and i'm just like mate there's no fucking way i would make it that far (laughs) i'd get like you know a year in and be like ugh. i'm bored of this now actually i want to do something yeah like it's not even like i don't have the the gumption it's just i don't really want anything that much i don't know what i you, want you know who am i who am i yeah <laughs> <What>? <laughs> i mean that's, that's interesting because you know you mentioned to me off um off mic that you were studying interior design which you know like is uh, requires a lot of focus yeah uh, about that <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> So that was Did how that long dissipate? ago was that like one week ago or something? No, one I, week ago. I, <laughs> so I um have just literally withdrawn <laughs> today. I've literally withdrawn. No, 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 but okay. So I'm gonna study online again. I just I went back to on campus and it was horrid because it's a completely different ah. course structure and it was just horrible and all over the place wasn't working so I was like nah and I have to wait till October to go back at it again and I was like should I should I bloody just jump ship and do something else or I don't know mate but then I had a chat with myself this morning and I was like no you fucking I don't care if it takes five years for this (laughs) one year diploma (laughs) of interior design that you may never use you are going to finish it because the only other thing I finished in my entire life is like high school. And that was because it was the easy route. <laughs> other, You know, I couldn't drop out. I didn't have anything to drop out for. My parents kind of wouldn't let that happen. So it was like, all right, well, I'll graduate. Um, I've dropped out of uni once already. I, I've, you know, worked in many different jobs that I've, you know, just gotten bored of or it just yeah. doesn't, nothing really lasts. But this... I'm determined. Check back with me. <laughs> I'll check, check back, back with you with every me later, week. But like, uh, in yeah, three hours, it I'm could gonna... change. Like, <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Look, it's literally depends what I feel like today. <laughs> it's not nothing's consistent ever. So the only thing that's come close to that mildly is 
I've always enjoyed interior design and I always look at how rooms are and what they're decorated with and I imagine what I could do with it, yada, yada. But a lot of interior design is research and it's talking to people and, you know, listening well and bloody schedules, like uh, finding the product, pricing it, figuring out an ETA, budgeting, like all of that shit can just fuck off and that's a big part of the job so I'm like oh shit what have I got myself into it's not like one of those mobile apps where you can decorate the anyway um, who would have thunk who would have thunk I mean like I mean there's some level of concentration though with that like it's funny because you know you talk about having lack of focus by you know clearly there's some focus in all this chaos In, in short bursts I can be hyper focused and this is why I initially was like, maybe I have ADHD. I don't know. Mm. That's still bit being tossed about uh, with my therapist. <laughs> God bless her. Been through so much. Um, and um, yeah, I just, I don't know, mate. The, the, yeah, the only other things I've enjoyed consistently, and by consistently, I mean, you know, once a year, are <laughs> uh, uh, singing, like making music, um and acting but yeah i just get so stumped like uh, or or making art as well like painting i do enjoy all of those things i just don't start them i'll think about them and i'll think about them so much that i exhaust myself thinking about them and then uh i'm done and i don't even need to do them anymore because i've got the rush of thinking about what would possibly happen and what i could do and then um i'm bored of it and i'm tired of it and I can think about something else and so actually I do nothing (laughs) I've done nothing I just think about all of these things and it feels like work and it's so stupid (laughs) it's the dumbest thing (laughs) oh that's it that's it like I feel like you know a lot of people's problems as well which you know I don't think are a problem I think it's just how you exhort or you know basically put out that information in your head onto a practicality. And some people are just very good at it. You know, I think some people are exceptionally good at it. And then the people like, you know, I go in um, in waves where I do lots of stuff and yeah. then I do hardly anything. Oh, look, I know that humans by default are not totally consistent. I personally, I cannot stick to a routine either, which makes things a bit harder. But I do know mm. that, yeah, you get inspiration. You get waves of, you know, um, productivity, um but yeah, I think my my biggest issue is just the anxiety and the perfectionism that comes yeah. with it and just that at odds of my lack of motivation and focus. It's just a, me- a mess. <laughs> it's a recipe for disappointment <laughs> and guilt for not doing anything. And um, I need to, I've, I am consciously trying to kind of break that cycle when I can. So if I think of a cool idea... I try and action it like even a little bit. It's like I never feel like I'm ready to do it, but I'm also that's because I don't ever want to mess up. I don't want to fuck yeah. anything up and I can't deal with failure and in the process I've just like missed the boat on so many things. I I you know, I'm getting there. I hope this is helpful for someone you know it, listening it is. because I'm, it's I honestly mean... <laughs> people don't realize they look at me and they're like, "Oh, what a vibrant person, so creative, so cool." So, yeah, I'm just assuming. I mean, that's what everyone probably thinks about me. Um, but <laughs> Uh, you know, then there's days where I literally spend the entire day in bed and I do nothing and I'm just like, 
oh, why am I even alive? <laughs> yeah, and you don't, you... You, yeah, and you get so tied up in your own brain. It's just, um, yeah, hopefully someone out there listening to this is kind of helped by the knowledge that there is someone else <laughs> who's pretty useless. And uh, I mean... and not to lose hope, because I still get shit done. <laughs> it's just occasional. <laughs> I wouldn't call you useless at all. <laughs> I mean, the, the funny thing is also, and I, I know we've spoken about it off mic as well, um, is, you know, you've, you've talked a bit about, you know, how you've had, you know, multiple mental health issues and and also just like, you know, just how you see yourself and everything. Where, because, you know, I think that's the thing. It's like there's, there's different stages for everyone. I think there's some people with just like anxiety about perfectionism and then there's like people with crippling, you know, depression and stuff. Mm, mm. Where it, it, it does, like, you know, I think that's one thing that especially our industry doesn't really acknowledge. Yeah, and you kind of forget about highly. it. Yeah. Yeah. You, you forget that that's because I struggle with both and I forget that I have them and I just go, oh, I'm just lazy. I'm just, you know, shit. Yeah. I'm just shit at doing that. I'm shit at this. And I have to take a step back and go, hang on. I'm actually doing all right. I got out of bed today. I'm do. I'm a functional, like I have a job. I do laundry and have a job. That's it's <laughs> an achievement yeah. some days. So, yeah, I guess, yeah, a reminder of, all right, it's not how you kind of panned. It hasn't panned out how you imagined because you didn't imagine having anxiety and depression for the, the you know, remainder of your life. And just kind of take a minute to, yeah, focus on your little victories and don't hold yourself up to the standards that you've internalized that no one else is imposing on you particularly but that yeah. you've internalized because you just don't see it talked about you don't see it represented really um no and yeah it's always a shock when someone comes out and says oh i've i've been struggling with depression for my entire life it's like holy shit but you seem so normal and it's like well yeah yeah, yeah of course cuz <laughs> you got to you got to get by you got to make People think that you're fine, so you're not, you know, constantly just doing nothing. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it, it is, that's a very good point, and it's something that I do try and remind myself every so often not to just forget that this stuff is happening yeah. and contributing to all of that. Because um, yeah. when did you realise you were, you know, quite you know, anxiety-ridden and quite depressed. Was that very young or was it kind of it, just later in life? Look, it, honestly, I can remember, and my mum kind of corroborates with a few stories. Um, she's always told me that as a kid, I had to know what was happening. Like if we got in the car and I didn't know what was happening, I would just get really stressed. Um I also had had to have the right socks on the right feet. And occasionally I had oh. to have tights on my head. Uh, right, just just right. I had to have one in the middle, one on the left, one on the right, one in the middle. Um, and if mum didn't do that properly, I would just have a meltdown, apparently. So that, I don't know if that's really carried through to my adult life so much as the other stuff. But um, yeah, I definitely remember just feeling very anxious as a child, but not really knowing you know, what that was um, at the yeah. time. I think I mostly would have just attributed that to the thing that I was scared of doing or, you know, um, if, if I was, I remember being really nervous before um, 
I think I was singing in a in a little choir at church or something, and I would have been like five. And it's one of my yeah. first memories, literally. Um, and I was just so I felt like I was going to vomit. I was so anxious, and I didn't know what that was. So I was just like, oh, I don't like going to church. I guess <laughs> like mm. I didn't really, yeah. Um, pick it out until much later but I've definitely anxiety for most of my life and certainly depression gosh late primary school um, was when it definitely kind of settled in um, so yeah, yeah long long time and not really dealt with in any way until after I'd graduated high school you know started seeing a psychologist at 19 I think um, and it was only after that and a lot of therapy that I kind of, you know, know what's going on at this point. Um, even even, even then, I don't know what the fuck's happening in my brain for most of the time. But yeah. getting there, learning a bit more as I go. <laughs> yeah. Do you, feel, do you feel like therapy was the best choice for you? Because I know a lot of people are contention about you know, whether or not therapy is good and, you know, I know people who have never seen therapy and have, you know, self-diagnosed their entire life. Which, yeah, look, I know. think, well, there's, there is a danger to that because it start, you start defining yourself by something that's not been kind of verified in a way. But um, mm. if that's something that you strongly feel represents you as a person, then I, I don't know that it's entirely bad. Um, definitely for me, therapy was very helpful in just validating a lot of things um, that I didn't po pointing out things that I didn't know were bad like toxic um, my I've had issues with uh, family members and going back a, a long time um, childhood abuse um, mm -hmm. and just you don't really know until sometimes until you've got someone who's sitting there and it's a professional and they're like yeah that's that's abusive behavior you you know you have been a survivor of xyz and you're like oh shit so mm. all of all suddenly things start to make sense and some things are a trauma response and you know there's a lot yeah there's a lot there that you might not necessarily pick up on because you're just in your own head. You don't really know what everyone else, what the standard is. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, I would definitely, if you're not sure, I would definitely recommend just, like, going to a single session. And it's not necessarily going to work for you. It's certainly, I've been through four, I think, psychologists, and I've found one now that I feel like I can work really well with there's different styles of therapy it's there's lots of stuff going on um but you know if you can get in just make the appointment go in and you might learn something about yourself that can help you um I don't yeah I don't think there's too many downsides to to seeing someone yeah I mean they, they... I feel, you know, it took me a while until I sort of received therapy and I was like, you know, um, probably about 23, 24. Mm. Um, you know, like I know people in their 40s who have, you know, and 50s who have never seek therapy. Oh, yeah. And I think that's like, it, it's changing. I think a lot of, um, you know, a lot of people do change. But, it's, it, you know, I always go, you know, um, that a lot of, a lot of, you know, and I think this is also, th there's so many things that I think we accept. 
because we see it on TV or we mm. see that, or no one speaks up and therefore a lot of abuse or anything like that kind of continues to happen because no one it feels like it's their place to raise yeah. an issue yeah. like that. Oh, or it and, becomes the norm and you yes. don't even know it is an issue until, yeah, someone tells you it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like um it's like my sort of biggest pet peeve which is if you have a you know like if you're in the workspace well, you know and you have a problem with someone take it like into a private office and just you know chat about it. The worst thing is you know humiliating someone in the vicinity of other ears. Oh me- yeah. And, me, and you know and especially like this this happens in offices and stuff where you know people have arguments loudly in front of everyone and it's like I don't need to hear this. This is inappropriate behavior at work and also sometimes can be classified as like, you know, bullying or something. But, you know, whether or not, you know, HR or anyone um, want to do what anything about it. What have they done the to you, question. Martin? <laughs> oh, <was> everything. <laughs> um, no one did anything to me, but I've had those scenarios. But I also oh. see like there's, there's the old way and the new way. I feel like, you know, we're of the generation mm. where it's, you it's know, definitely generational. Been... I was I was going to say that, like, with therapy, with seeking therapy, it's so it seems to be, like, a, a hard line, a hard generational yeah. line as to whether that's even socially acceptable or, and you know, masculinity comes into it as well. Um, that's a whole oh. other thing. Yeah, and I, th- I feel like that's, that's fading a lot more with mm. us because, you know, like, you know, you can walk down the street and everyone will look different, uh, you know, who's our age, you know. And yeah. I think there's a lot of less judgment by the, you know, the book by its cover kind of scenario. Yeah, yeah, because... and we're all gay now, which helps, I think. Yeah, <laughs> I think, I think th- there was, um, I think that's sort of like, just just the best thing it's how proud <laughs> everyone is of of their differences yeah versus before it was kind of a shamed thing and i think you know not to say that every everywhere doesn't accept this uh, you know it's kind of surprising how long it took us to legalize you know like gay marriage and everything just mm. you know all these things that you'd think should have been a blink you know, yeah. and miss it kind of scenario. And we made a plebiscite out of it, which, you know, meant that the whole of Australia had to vote. It's just insulting. To, and not to put any discredit for people who asked questions and not to anyone's discredit who actually don't genuinely understand if you've grown up in a Christian or, you know, or like any different religion, you know, house, and you ask the question. And I know some people did where they just go, I don't understand this thing because according to my religion, it it shouldn't happen, but I'm going to ask about it. Yeah, I think those people aren't in the wrong. They're actually trying to understand. Yeah, they're trying the people... to step outside of what they've been. Yeah. kind of what's been ingrained in them. Um, yeah, which by, is by... pretty commendable, really. Well, I think it's also what's interesting as well is you know people who talk to me about these things go, oh, it's against my religion. I'm like, yeah, but yet your religion and your church or whoever actually started in the most barbaric way <laughs> and also a lot of the you know the um facts that you know priests or people can't have you know sex or marriage or anything like that seems absurd because as human beings you know we've all got temptations and i think th- to the modern society we should probably change because these testaments you know were written Thousands upon thousands of years ago when society was a very different place. Exactly. And not only that, they were translated 
and yes. maybe not quite truthfully in some cases. Like especially, <laughs> especially, actually, I have a relevant fact. It's amazing. Um, this Do never you? happens. <laughs> uh, I can't remember all of it, of course, but um, I learned recently that um, the only mention of homosexuality in the Bible um, was essentially a kind of a biased interpretation and it was changed pretty quickly after uh but all of the you know the original editions that had been sold already there was hundreds of thousands of them um they were still out in the world so that kind of misconception of homosexuality as a sin came from this misunderstood translation essentially the people who translated it kind of subbed in homosexuality instead of um shit what was it cheating what's the fancy word for <laughs> cheating <laughs> uh, oh, there is a fancy word i can't remember the life of me but yeah wow because that is oh, like, we're so I intellectual consider... <laughs> listen yeah to i us. know oh uh, our yeah. vocabulary yeah, is yeah, huge yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, my vo- my vocabulary is huge. It's just not accessible <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, wow. being unfaithful to mm. you know sleeping around, cheating on people in a sex way—that's what <laughs> they were saying no no to. I mean, and fair. someone was like, "Oh, just put being gay, <laughs> just put gay in there," because I hate I hate them personally yeah and then they were like oh yeah oh hang on (laughs) that's not what it says though oh shit all right i've been caught out Uh, we'll do we'll do it again proper uh well we've already sold all these uh copies (laughs) what do you want to do oh nothing (laughs) sounds about right doesn't it yeah Um, and so that that's like that's misconceptions led to like hundreds of years of this attitude of anti-homosexuality in like the Christian faith because it was yeah. it's wrong. Like and people don't even talk about it. It's bloody wrong. <laughs> it's not even I, it's not even the thing that they wrote initially. Like what, <laughs> quit talking about it. it. Like you know, the funny thing is also like, you know, um, you know, the uh, Jerusalem, you know, if like Jesus was a person who you know existed in Jerusalem. He would have been like olive skinned and everything. Oh yeah, and and just the idea that God is white man with white beard yeah. makes no sense if his son looks like Mate. he was born in the Middle East. Mate, yeah, uh, Egyptians. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, yeah. It's it's you know. Can I just say also this. And adultery, I love Egyptian gods, infidelity, adultery, infidelity, adultery. One is it, of, is it, sorry, go on. I just you found the word. I found the words. <laughs> they were there. It was just buffering. Continue. <laughs> You're like a computer, just waiting for the spinning wheel. <laughs> uh, um, but no, I mean, like, I've, I think the Egyptian gods got it right. Like, they got it right because they had multiple gods for doing multiple things. And I think the specific idea that there's one holy being seems a little bit ludicrous. Yeah, and that he's, because, that he's a guy. Come on. Yeah, I mean, also, that. yeah, I I think that so many iterations... I think also just human beings are a lot, a lot smarter these days. We've learned a lot over the thousands and thousands of years that we've had on this planet. And, you would you know, think so. Who, you would hope so, but... You May I remind so, you, <laughs> Trump. 
<laughs> I mean, also, I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, you know, also the protesters that suddenly happened in Sydney and Melbourne. Oh yeah. I don't know if you had any Brisbane, but no, that was uh, like. F- don't think so, but I certainly. How 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 was that for you? <laughs> I, <laughs> look, I, I've I've now. Whoever they are, I have less respect for a lot of Sydneyers um, because, you know, just to me, the world at the moment is is essentially opening up. But also, this is the thing, and a lot of people don't talk about this as well, is the world is opening up, but there's still death cases in other countries. Like, mm. we're just not talking about that problem, which is they're just face the fact that if they're vaccinated, then they're just going to be the luck of the draw of who win, lives and who dies. And I think to have everyone fast-track to vaccination, and this is not to say that, you know, I'm an anti-vaxxer or anything. I think vaccinations are great. But I don't think, I think people think that vaccinations are a cure yeah, and they, for keeping and that's from it. living. They don't have to do any of the other stuff once they get vaccinated. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, no, you can still spread it. You can still get it. You just might it's not get it severe. It's highly contagious, mate. It's highly, uh, highly just... contagious. It's the most co- highly contagious virus we've had since, what, since Ebola? Since maybe it's yeah. even... And, like, no one cares. I mean, I get that the, the effects of it, the symptoms and the, the consequences aren't, like, dire for a lot of people who do catch it, but are you... Mm. I feel like people just aren't taking responsibility and asking themselves if they are happy to cause the death of someone that they don't know. Like, yeah. that's that's what it comes down to. You get vaccinated, but you go out and you, like, don't wash your hands and you, you know, spread it. And that could result in someone dying. And yeah. so how can you how can you justify doing that? That's why I don't understand. And I think one day the life will go back to normal, sort of to semi-normal. But I think everyone needs to understand that, look, in crowded spaces, you will probably still need to wear masks. And, you know, and vice versa, you know, cafes and restaurants will have a capacity limit Mm -hmm. to how many Mm -hmm. people they can have in per night. Yeah. You know, there's just going to be small changes that in the long scheme of things will help the, you know, people a lot more. But there's just, there's just this sense of entitlement and... I think that's what drives me a little bit, you know, and I think causes a lot of people anxiety and everything because the fact that all these premiers have to come out every day, every time they've had a spike and just go, look, this is the facts and they're still getting shut down by some of the different people going. They got so much backlash and it's all about like, oh, I want freedom. Like I, I, you know, it's my right to be able to, and it's like, well, okay, but you can't be totally free, can you? Really, at the end of the day, you're in a country that, you know, murder is not legal. Are you advocating for your right to murder someone? Like, (laughs) I mean, they're probably trying. (laughs) Yeah, well, maybe some of them are. Uh, Bad example. (laughs) But like, you know, the laws are there for a reason. We have to use our collective knowledge to you know, be sensible and responsible yeah. about this stuff. And yes, it's boring. And yes, it's a drag. Like, no one's bloody enjoying it, except, you know, if you like being locked in your house, uh, which some people do. <laughs> um, I mean, I never go out, so... <laughs> but... I'm just an introvert, so I like my home. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, d- I just... I don't get the logic of I should be able to go out and, you know, catch and spread a virus if I if I so yeah. choose. Um, 
it's just it's ludicrous it affects way more people than just you and like murder it's not the right thing to do so why are you arguing for it (laughs) like i think it's also do they just want a choice so that they can then make the right choice because people will make the wrong choice people are stupid do you remember (laughs) they're (laughs) dum-dums including me i think a lot of people are dumb i think well i don't think you're dumb because you're smart I'm, i'm dumb like if i wasn't told what to do i wouldn't like if no one told me oh covid's dangerous you should wear a mask you, it's legally you can get fined for not wearing a mask by the way so you better remember it when you leave the house then you yeah. know would i 100 percent just be like oh i'm gonna leave the house with a mask hand sanitizer do all these things without any kind of recommendation from anyone probably not because i'm I, i'm not that smart <laughs> mm. i just wouldn't realize I, that you had to do that but they did that's what they're giving they're giving us that knowledge and the guidelines to follow and it but doy it's not it's not rocket yeah, science. Yeah, I think it. I think it's also the thing that you know everyone has to repeat it every day, and I feel like they've you know what could be a five minute chat they turn into an hour because they have to repeat this things like you know just going this is you know you're all in high school, this is what I need you to do, do it. This is your homework, mm. and I feel like they're doing this now because no one's really listening mm. to the problems that. You know, like Melbourne's had five lockdowns. Yeah. Um. You know, Sydney's now on its second or third, like you know, second big lockdown. But we've had like mini lockdowns. Wow. Yeah. Queensland's um, hardly seen anything. Like these guys, I literally, one of my friends was at the Gold Coast recently and just sent so much footage of people, like twenty people crossing the road at the same time. None of them were wearing masks. Like not a single yeah. person. Like. 80% of the people that were walking past them just were not wearing masks. And this is like, it's yeah. during, a, you know, it, masks are mandatory. It just doesn't, I don't think they realize the importance of it. Just because it's not that bad where we are now, that's a good thing. Do preventative yeah. mask wearing. Like, do we want it to get really, really bad before we start actually adhering to this stuff and people, you know, are dead by that point? Like... Yeah. Anyway, you can't <laughs> th- you can't point, win. <laughs> at this point, I just go fuck it. You know, if they're gonna die, they're gonna die. <laughs> Idiots should die first. Um, that, that's not to say I wish death upon anyone. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Uh, yeah, just clarifying that. Please don't come after me. Except <laughs> Will Smith. <laughs> yeah, except Will Smith. That's a different story. Um, sorry, but I mean, Will, like, sorry. yeah. <laughs> I think it's I think it's kind of the thing that I just keep saying to people. I'm like, you know, and this is the thing I say about sports as well at the moment because sports everywhere and we're just currently in the, the season of Olympics, you know, and I think with the what the prime example of what the Olympics has taught me was you know, that the, the Queensland Premier <laughs> um went over to Tokyo and now just has to remain there. In in the Tokyo bubble, which is not very far, and and just seems extraordinarily, you know, I get Brisbane's now got the Olympics twenty thirty two, great, good on them, but don't send your premier. You can do that from Australia, yeah, because you're realistically she's closed the borders. There, what she can't the international flight returns to Sydney, 
So is she stuck in Sydney until the borders of Queensland open up? <laughs> is, or is she given exempt? Because that's where my brain goes. Is like, who gets exempt and who doesn't? Because this and is how why? Because... Yeah, this is how the spread happens. Yeah. And the problem is we're just exempting people because we want entertainment. Yeah, well, sports and... people. Prime example. Oh, yeah. I'm like, have your local sports like done? Yeah. Like, have your local but, sports uh, filmed? They're not even going through like any kind of isolation period. It's just, you know, oh yeah, you play AFL. Insert sport name here. I don't know anything yeah. about sports, <laughs> but ins- I ins- do know <laughs> AFL, NRL. You know, all the L's, all the L's. I mean, yeah, it's just the Olympics is one of the things where already some of the can, um, mm. you know people have gotten COVID. Yeah, that's gonna be it's gonna be fun in in 2032 seeing if it. I mean, I hope, I genuinely hope that COVID is a thing of the past by that point. But yeah, mate, who knows? I feel like who knows? I feel like we're in this possibly for for the long term. And also, though, we say this every time a huge pandemic happens and, you know, the Black Death was around for a while. And yeah, it was it pretty exists. bad. <laughs> it was pretty bad, you know, like, but also we cleaned up sanitary um, and sanitation was a lot better after that. Yeah. But, um, you know, like these things that just history has taught us and, you know, you just go, okay, cool. What can we do to improve the planet? Not what can we do to make our lives convenient? Let's do mm. what we can do to make it better and more reliable. Oh, That's quote. You know, just longevity. That's a quote right there. Yeah. Wow. I'm inspired. I mean, oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's, I, I don't know if that was sarcasm. <laughs> no. Look, I don't think it was, but I think there was a bit of uh, shit stirring involved. Just a teensy bit. <laughs> uh, I just, <laughs> I like how we're talking about this so seriously. And I I mean, I speak for myself. I am no expert on this. I am one of the least informed people <laughs> that exist. I live under a rock. <laughs> so I'm really, do, I'm, quite, I'm rather impressed. That? I'm impressed that we um have made it this far on the same topic. Um, I don't prefer it that way. I'm just hopeless. I don't, um, I really <laughs> don't fucking read anything (laughs) like i hear i get news from other people i don't even go on i used to get information from facebook i don't really go on there anymore i think i'm maybe i don't know i'm busy but i'm not i'm not that busy surely where where can i get news where that's easy can you recommend i mean just twitter or like is probably if you want, like True. I'm sure Queensland, oh, fuck. like I just or deleted BBC Twitter news. off my phone too. Oh, you're doomed then. Yeah, <laughs> can't I'm, help you. I'm, now. I'm doomed. I'm in the dark ages. <laughs> um, I want to also. We'll get off the top of COVID and, and how stupid the world is. Oh yeah, did, did you bloody? You're the one who. Wait, were you the one who introduced this topic? I I don't care. Um, but you said. On the phone when we spoke, you were like, I just, I do, one thing I do not want to talk about is COVID. Like, I've been, we've been talking about COVID every show. I don't want to do it. And I'm like, hell yeah, great. I know shit all about that. And uh, I'm sick of hearing about it. And here we are. (laughs) It's been like 20 minutes. (laughs) Can I just say also, though, this was, this was mostly down to the protesters and everyone. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. No, but that was your fault then, wasn't it? That comment. 
was what did it. Yeah, because yeah. I was like, damn the fucking prostatuses. But, <laughs> but good point. Yeah, well you're made. to blame. I, I All right, moving I, on. I'm to blame. <laughs> I want to I want to talk about though like the one thing we haven't um addressed is the elephant in the room which everyone must be recognizing your accent by now. Oh yes. And, oh yes. And I'll I'll allow go- I'll allow a few seconds for people to kind of guess. I'll do I'll talk right now. I'm talking at the moment in my accent. What do you reckon? If it's not Scottish then fuck you. <laughs> so hard i hate you so much um i hate you never talk to me <laughs> if, if they called you irish not, you'd be like i'm not joking leave right now stop listening to this podcast no don't don't stop it because it's not mine but never <laughs> don't even look who don't look me up like do, just yeah be you're a, dead to her. yeah dead to me um <laughs> Chloe doesn't want to know who you are anymore and uh, get fucked. Hit you all, get um, fucked. Thank you. Um, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Bundaberg. obviously Bundaberg, yeah. born in Bundy, have a Scottish accent. What else? I mean, there's no real explanation. It's kind of self-explanatory, right? <laughs> I, Is <laughs> My dear, dear family um, are Scottish. Everyone bar me in my you know, relatively extended family was born there. Even my little sister was born in Scotland. I had the pleasure of being born in Bundaberg (laughs) and it will never leave me and I can't change my birth certificate. I've looked it up. And um, it's it's a fun one. I just tell people I'm from Scotland when they ask because it's a long story, but we moved back to Scotland. And when I say we, my parents did and I was an infant, so I had absolutely no say. Um any of the times, moved back to Scotland, had my little sister, moved back to Australia to fucking Bundaberg again. I'm like, guys, learn, learn from your mistakes. But nope, Bundaberg again. Uh, Shout out to all the Bundy listeners (laughs) that it's just occurred, maybe listening. Nah, nah, you know what? You know what I mean, though. If you live in Bundy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, nah. There's, I don't need to apologize. Um, and uh, yeah, and then we moved again back mm-hmm. to Scott. Oh, no, we didn't. No, that was it. <laughs> the end. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I think so. So how did the so accent was, stick around? Well, okay, this is where it gets complicated. So moved over here when I was just turning seven. So 2001, yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. No, two. Yeah. No. Anyway, whatever. Does no one cares? No one cares at all. Um, least of all me. And um, I had, of course, a Scottish accent when I when I got here. Um, yeah. Went to school. Started school. That was horrible. <laughs> they don't like foreigners here. They really don't. I pretty much immediately started um, unconsciously. Uh, mimicking the other kids and everyone else so while i was at school i had an australian accent and i shit you not until grade 11 high school i had an australian accent at school scottish accent at home it never left as soon as i got home that was it was like my real voice i don't know i actually decided it was a conscious choice in grade 11 because it was just weird you know having sleepovers and having a boyfriend that I would visit and just Mm. having different accents during the day it was just weird I'd take my friend home 
for a sleepover and I'd be talking to my mum in a Scottish accent and then we'd kind of switch back to Australian when I was talking to my friend and it was just I could tell that they were really fucking weirded out and never came over again I only (laughs) it was just you know one and done and um I was like this is weird actually turns out um maybe I should pick one so I picked Scottish because that I felt was the genuine accent that I had and it's kind of a really quite a soft Scottish accent. I sound a lot like my mum. She's from Edinburgh, middle upper class. Um, So I, you know, I have a bit of a weirdness on top of that just from being here so long. Um, Yeah. And yeah, I get Canadian the most. Everyone has to ask. Which is just Um, bizarre to me. I I don't get it because we literally had I had a Canadian I have a friend who I worked with who is from Canada mm. she was like mate no you do not sound Canadian what the fuck <laughs> and they were wow. asking if we were both from Canada like it just I'm like how do where I I blame TV there's no Scottish accents on TV they don't know what it is. It's like, yeah, everyone That's... knows what a leprechaun sounds like. Hoi, do, 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 like whatever. And that, but you know, that what have they got? They've got Willie the groundskeeper on The Simpsons is the the only one I can think of, and it's not a good yeah. accent, and it doesn't sound anything like me. So I'm fucked, aren't I? There's Scottish <laughs> representation now. Scottish representation. It... We're so oppressed. But I mean, yeah, like the, nobody this cares. Is the thing. I'm white. Like, just <laughs> no one cares. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, everyone in Scotland's pasty as anything. Like, look, they're all <laughs> they're they're cave people. It's it is what it is. Um, shout out to Scotland. I love Scotland. I love Scotland. I have visited a few times in my adult life where I could afford to. Because fuck me, plane tickets, mate. Like, you can easily drop <laughs> a couple grand. On a on a return trip, so fuck that. I know, anyway. right? What's money when it comes to going to Europe? I know, I know. Um, just blow the entire savings account, um, but it will be worth it. Um, yeah, the 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 weird part was definitely to get back on topic slightly because I'm very good at this. Um, uh, the weird part was choosing the accent and basically kind of coming out as Scottish at school. <laughs> And what's your Australian was... accent sound like? Oh, what's it, can you still do it? I, yeah, yeah. Well, I uh, I do it actually for all my acting auditions and stuff. I sort of do an Australian accent if I think that it's what is you know they just want a, a quote unquote normal person. Um, yeah, and they don't want to have like an accent in there that they're like, oh, can this person do? I don't want the complication of how. Yeah. Anyway, so I can. Um, I have this I never know what to say um to demonstrate an accent so I'm just going to go to a random wikipedia page I have my phone <laughs> in the <laughs> studio here so and just and just use wikipedia to give oh! you... <laughs> I got modified milk ingredients <laughs> Okay right, get, let me, me let me blah, blah, blah. all right modified milk ingredients Modified milk ingredients, also called natural milk constituents, are umbrella terms for a group of milk products which have an altered chemical state from that which is naturally found in milk. Wow. 
<laughs> was that all right? Because I have not done it in a in a while. <laughs> that was really good comparatively. <laughs> like I wouldn't. I I thought it'd be much more rusty than that, but. Can I just say I'm really highly impressed? Oh, I, thank you. Well, voice actor. It's like, uh, there, there you go. A lifetime like, of unconscious uh, practicing. <laughs> but I mean, like you know, it it's sort of one of those things that people don't, you know, necessarily, you know, hear or you know, because you know, people assume that you're probably you're from Australia until you actually speak, and then everyone's like, oh, yeah, well, um, yeah, it's a bit jarring. I can see everyone. Like, I work in retail and it's just constant. I just have to be like, oh, it's Scottish. Oh, it's Scottish. Yeah, it's Scottish. It gets old. Do people? Oh, yeah. Do people still look at you weirdly, like, you know, being like, um, you're a foreigner in retail? Like? Uh, sometimes. Um, I did. I have a funny uh, thing that happened when I was doing telemarketing as a job for the three months that I lasted uh, and then quit because that was horrendous. Don't do it. They make it sound so fun, but it's really horrible and it's not fun. Anyone considering, don't do it. Anyway, uh, <laughs> beside the point, I had a woman ask me if I was uh, calling from Thailand. Thailand? Yeah, she was like, oh, are you in a Thai call center or something? Are you Filipino? And I'm like, um, not only am I Australian, but I have a Scottish accent. I don't. Uh, <laughs> I think it's because she thought maybe it was like an American accent and there's like some, you know, people learning English will have an American accent or an English accent or, you know, whatever mm. is very mainstream sort of Western accent. Um, but yeah, I always found that weird. How interesting. Yeah, it hasn't happened since. So I think she might have just been a nutter. Um, I mean... Mm. I I think the weirdest ever time, and, and still people to this day think I am English, and I find it the most baffling thing, because I've been in Australia for 29 years, uh, and still people just go, oh, where in, from, from England are you from? And I'm like... Mate, what? A, you just have... I'm I mean, uh, you do. You are a bit genteel, if I may say so. Thank um, you, thank you. <laughs> I but do yeah, try. You're not, I mean, you're not a bogan. Is that what oh, g'day, mate. So How you, you sound like slight I mean, people from Melbourne, maybe, or Canberra. You sound like Yeah. Australia has diff slightly different accents. you sound completely Australian to me. You don't sound English. Thank you. you I mean I, I find... just felt you need to hear that. I just you you I sound do. Australian. You sound Australian. That, that made, you just filled my heart. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because I know I mean, the struggle. Like, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, it's one of the weird things because, you know, I, I feel like people are just terrible at placing accents. Mm. And I think it's, you, you know, you have to have an acute ear to really get an accent and or at least pinpoint it to somewhere. Yeah, I feel, you know. well, that's kind of, I don't want to toot my own horn, but I feel like I have mm. a bit of a natural talent for I just have like a bit of an understanding for that. I think that's what kind of attracted me to um, voice acting as well. Um, mm. But like acting as well, like I, I'm comfortable doing like English accent or um, like US accent. And it's never been something that I've, you know, been taught. It's just from being around the, the TV long enough. <laughs> 
Um, mm. You know, I can't do like a very good South African accent because I haven't really heard a lot of South African people talk. But yeah, I think like that's why it really pisses me off when people get mine wrong. I'm like, can you not? Like, I don't understand how you don't get that this is a Scottish accent. But yeah, not everyone can place it so easily, I guess. I'm just, I'm just having yeah. natural, uh, natural talent. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a very, hard. Um, yeah, it, it's funny because I really think, that, and also I think that, you know, there's something about voices and they're very soothing in a way. And some people have very like shrill voices and, you know, and I think that's kind of like one of the things that when you your accent sits quite nicely, oh. or you're very good with your voice and, and how to use it, you know, people will automatically go, oh, that's a very soothing. Oh, I know, thought you are complimenting pleasant. me. I am also oh, okay. complimenting yeah, you. Because I was going to say, you better you, be. I mean, yeah, yeah. I have a very soothing voice. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, there you go. You, know, <laughs> you just need it to help you. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, it's true, like, the people, you know, who do voice work, because I think that's one of the things that striked me about you was how easy to listen to your voice is. That it's, uh, it's only something I, someone else can tell you, though, because I hate listening to myself. I listen to myself and I go... Really? Yeah, I hate it. I hate it. I'm hearing it in my own ears and I hate it. But... Wow. <laughs> yeah. I'm loving it right oh, now. Oh, I'm loving your voice as well. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, um, really nice. But I mean, like, one of, <laughs> one of the things that I often get, and I don't understand this, and I think I'm in the same boat as you, was when I started this podcast, everyone was like, man, your voice is really good. But I used to get the the biggest insult for my voice growing up. Everyone was like, oh, it's so annoying, and it's so really irritating. And it's just like the moment... You put it on a microphone, it's fine. It's just, it's... <laughs> yeah, you know, maybe that's it. I mean, you haven't heard me talk in person, so <laughs> you, <Yes>. you don't know. <laughs> it could be really shit <laughs> in front of a microphone. I it's mean, fine. that would be in keeping with everything else in my life. <laughs> So, oh. yeah, I'm just a huge disappointment, right? <laughs> no, Chloe, <Sorry>, you're <laughs> not. <laughs> Your dad's probably listening. To nah, this and just nah, going, I'm not mm-hmm. even, no. Nah. Not even telling him. No, no, no. I don't want no. him to have ammo. <laughs> oh no! Would your mum listen to this though? Oh yeah, probably. I'll tell her about it. I mean, oh, I love that. She probably will. I mean, what is it? An hour and a half long? Maybe. Yeah, she'll listen to she'll, it. She'll put it on. Maybe while she's making dinner. <laughs> <laughs> maybe listen to it in parts. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> if I don't forget to tell her. Oh, Oh my god! Um, <laughs> uh, but this is very important to me, Martin. I just want to um, reiterate this: this podcast appearance is extremely important to me, and I would never forget. That was just a joke. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> I'm glad you'll never forget. Yeah, I'll text never. you in two weeks, and you'll be like, "Hang on, what? I'm we getting did a it podcast tattooed <laughs> tomorrow." Uh, have you got any tattoos? Not yet. I um, are you one of those people who wants to get many? I want to get some, but I'm, again, with the theme of just uh, not knowing what I want and just being really inconsistent, I am worried that I will get one and then it will just be, it'll blow up in my face somehow and be, like, really inconvenient or I'll hate it or it'll cost me a job or something because that's what everyone says, right? (laughs) But, yeah, no, I just, I can't decide on what I want. I want something stupid. 
but I also am like, if I get something stupid, then, and I'm trying to be serious, and someone can see my stupid tattoo, like Bart Simpson's, you know, wiener or something, <laughs> then they'll be like, oh, I'm gonna walk past this person. <laughs> I'm gonna cross oh. the street. <laughs> One of my friends, um, she worked for many years um, in uh, like Qantas and now works for TV. And one of the things is she has tattoo sleeves and everything under the sun. And, you know, I just, I think she's just gotten away with it because whenever she needs to go to job interviews, she just wears a long sleeve shirt. Yeah. And so all you see is the ones on her hands. <laughs> but I think that's very smart because, you know, some people who I do know with tattoos, they they find it intimidating. And I know, like, people who dye their hair, it's the same thing. Like, how do you go about with, you know, because you have pink hair, how does that go as well? Well, I've kind of just um, kind of accepted the fact that I'm not going to be a lawyer or a doctor. <laughs> so I'm like, mate, it's pink hair. It's not going to kill you. It's literally, yeah. there's... I've had I've had old white men at at um, work compliment me on my pink hair, so I think it's you know quite flattering. Not right now, it's not flattering right now because of the salon uh, mishap that <laughs> I was talking to yeah. you about. Uh, uh, for listeners, uh, my roots are blonde and my hair is pink, and that was not. Uh, on purpose, I ran out of time at yeah, the salon, you... and my hair was still wet when I got here to record this. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> it's dry now, so thank you. <laughs> the patience, the yeah. patience. Um, and you ran out of time, so you couldn't actually get it completed, which no. was a you know, <laughs> you know, a shame. Look, um, I'll rock it. I'll just try and act like I like it, and because uh... <laughs> <laughs> because. You know, you describe your hair as kind of like a mullet-esque. Yeah, it's like, certainly like my boss was like, if you're going to get pink hair, make sure it's presentable. And I'm like, mullet it is. <laughs> Come to work. <laughs> but I've got like, I've made it an incognito mullet. So if I take my hair from behind my ears, like I don't tuck my hair behind my ears, I can kind mm -hmm. of form it into the shape of a regular haircut just with like a bigger fringe maybe. Um, yeah. It's not you know, jarring. But then, you know, I can tuck it behind my ears, fluff up the front, and it's full-on mullet town. And, you know, How, I'm what, living for it. What was it. the decision from the mullet? Because, you know, the the previous look you had versus the mullet look oh, yeah. are two very different <laughs> looks. Well, look, can anyone explain mullets? I don't I don't know if that's possible. Someone um, had an epiphany once can, and was like, a mullet. Can anyone really justify mullets being a haircut? I'm not sure. I'm not here to answer that question. <laughs> um, but I do know that I enjoy it. I think it's more so... Oh, I don't want to go too personal on this because I don't know who's listening. Uh, probably mm -hmm. my psychologist. So And she knows everything, so that's fine. Um, but yeah, I kind of uh, cut off a member of my family um, last year, and which was mm -hmm. a very, very big... Um, deal and a big step and it was an ab abusive relationship essentially it was just yeah. a very long time from childhood and it had gotten to the point where I'd tried many many times to repair and you know mend and and talk to this person and I had put a lot of effort into it and it just wasn't happening and this person wasn't really doing the same um, so yeah. I was like all right I'm stepping away and 
that's it. You've had your chance. Since then, I have, in the last year and a bit, just completely um, had a bit of a revelation, I guess, in in my life. And that uh, the person I didn't realize had that much influence over me the the um the absence of them in my life and not needing to answer to them in any way really allowed me a bit more freedom cuz i know that i have support of my other family members there's no, there isn't that critical element to it anymore and it just kind of gave me a lot of freedom and i was realizing things about myself that i'd been too kind of worried to really fully let myself kind of realize before if that makes sense so we're Mm. talking big things like gender identity sexuality bloody mullet (laughs) the biggest of them all the mullet Mm. um so yeah it's definitely like the mullet is kind of i guess tied in with that and my expression of i uh i identify as queer as sort of gender queer as just a queer person not to put too many labels on it but I do kind of feel like I belong in that circle now whereas before yeah. I was just like held back by a few things um and so yeah I guess the the pink mullet's kind of a celebration of that a celebration of letting myself do what I want for once and you know not have anyone to try and impress and uh, see see how that works out and it's it hasn't had any uh, consequences yet oh, that's you know, good. that I know of <laughs> I mean who I mean, knows people might cross the street whenever they see me but I haven't noticed it so it's great wow I mean like <laughs> I think that I think that's also the thing because people automatically I guess you know you don't often see someone with a pink mullet and then that go okay <laughs> you know, where am I? Where is my brain processing this? <laughs> well, yeah, I'm unique now. I've basically just engineered it. I'm, I'm, I love it. I'm unique. I get compliments. I'm like, this is great. I don't have to have a personality. <laughs> it's, it's awesome. <laughs> the hair is the personality. The hair is the personality. That's all there is to it. Which is why, like, you know, any existential questions, mate, it's the hair. It's the hair. Just answer mm. to the the hair and. Yeah, I'm not necessary, really. We don't. We don't need to be <laughs> <Wow>. talking. <laughs> I mean, like you know, because you talk about, um, you know, like genderqueer and identity as well. Like, mm. You know, have you sort of settled on, you know, how you use pronouns, or are pronouns not a big ah uh, look? Like, I've never trajectory for you. Yeah, I. That's a good question. I. There are still things in my life, like my job. There's uh, the environment I work in. Um, is quite traditional, male-dominated. Um, we work with clients who are definitely more old-fashioned. Um, I would probably feel more uncomfortable going there and saying, hey, uh, I would prefer, you know, they, them, or, you know, whatever. Um, mm. It would probably not be worth doing that and experimenting with that on just just because it would be probably a negative experience for me having to constantly and i i am very very painfully aware of my privilege and being able to say like oh i'm not too worried about it so i'm just gonna go with whatever people want i've got on my instagram Mm -hmm. it's she slash they um i don't have too much of it but i've never been fussy like that to be honest i've never really been like no 
define me as this. Um, but yeah. n- now more and more, I'm kind of get going. I'm honing in a little bit, and I, that may change soon. And I may decide actually, this is, you know, this is how I identify. Or, um, but I, I'm yeah, I'm quite happy at the moment, and. Yeah, I, I'm lucky that it's not something that's really impacting my life overly. That's good. I mean, like, I, I feel like we, you know, because my industry is the same and, you know, I just don't, I don't talk about it. <laughs> and then, you know, I started trying to write it in emails, you know, be like, these are pronouns that I use, but I don't yeah, worry I mean, about it. It's, yeah, and it's, it's hard, especially when you're surrounded by people who um, think that the whole ideology of uh, different genders and and sexuality and just all of this freedom around it. They think that it's stupid and that there's a man and a woman and like you know you're stupid for even trying to um, bring it up, differentiate I, that yeah, all and like change it. <laughs> yeah, and it's like I don't want to be treated differently because I assert my you know preference and I think there's still it's it's much easier now I do know that I don't feel like I um I'm an outcast I don't feel like I'm not accepted for who I am because I'm queer um 10 years ago probably (laughs) it we've come a really Mm. long way in a short time in terms of like just I mean, to be honest, it's cooler if you're gay now. To be honest, <laughs> I'm it just really doing is. it. I'm just doing it for the trend. <laughs> I'll just yeah, get it out there. Uh, um, <laughs> I just want to be cool and trendy. Um, no, but like in general, <laughs> in general, it's 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 not. There's not that negative connotation for me anyway. Um, yeah. Especially online and like in in inclusive spaces. But then there's work again, which is very traditional. I don't even know if any of them like you know know that I like women as well as men and you know that I technically I identify more as like pansexual which is a whole other thing like pansexuality is like you have to explain to the person that there's more than two genders as well so there's like a whole other thing and we've had I haven't even really talked about it too you know my friends or family it's just not something that's super important like I don't overly identify with my sexuality you know as a personality thing or as as a huge marker for me um at the moment so yeah it's it's mm, don't know (laughs) I mean like to be honest and and also just you know that's the whole thing about you know spectrums and where we all sit and I keep saying it to everyone it's like you will change and mm. you will evolve and also you will go through you know different phases yeah and, and you'll reinvent but I think... yourself like I think that's kind of what I've done recently and things have yeah yeah definitely changed in my life since that and whether it's just my perception of things or actually my circumstances I think it's it's mostly the the former but um yeah, it's been nothing but positive so far. I, I'm very, very lucky in that I can say that. Um, but yeah, the, yeah. There, there are still those things like the real world consequences that I'm too, I suppose, just I'm too much of a chicken. Like there's people out there who <laughs> fucking own it and they d- don't apologize to anyone and they fight for themselves and their own individuality and their own rights and um, and therefore yeah. rights of others as well. Like they're champions of uh, whereas I'm a bit of a wimp and I don't 
I don't even tell people, I don't tell people I'm vegan unless it's directly corresponding to like a food order that I'm making. Like I'm not someone who's like a huge activist. Um, I'm not outspoken. It's just like, if you didn't ask me this stuff, there's a good chance you would never know. <laughs> um, and I just, I just yeah. imagine a scenario where everyone's going like, let's go to Macca's and you're just like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Get I'll to the get, counter. I'll like, get I chips. Oh, I'm not hungry. I'll get chips. Yeah. I'm not... Yeah. It's. Oh, <laughs> uh, like I, I mean, it's not something I hide. I don't actively hide it. It's just not something that I think about all the time, and that that I'm always comfortable bringing up myself. Um, yeah. And I'm not particularly fussed on talking about it all the time. It's certainly interesting to me. Um, like gender and sexuality are a, a, an amazingly interesting thing because it's just. The world has opened up um, a lot more yeah. recently and it's just, yeah, it, I do enjoy the theory of it and learning about it. But when it comes to my own personal kind of identification, it's a little bit less important and uh, to, to me. And um, I just hope I'm not like doing anyone a disservice by not being one of those people who's like outspoken I... and, you know, a champion for change and equality and all this stuff because i'm like maybe i should be you know just because there are people so. out there who who aren't in the circumstance to do that you know yeah i don't think it's a necessarily th like a, you must do this thing because i feel like you know that's just down to the individual and i think you know this journey that we all do and you know called life uh oh, sort of has wow you know that <laughs> I know, I'm very profound. Oh, life. Oh, life. Um, <laughs> That's a little thing. But I mean, like, God, life. <laughs> I feel like I'm in a nature documentary right now. But I, but I mean, like, everyone has this own personal, like, it goes back to English, year nine, year to English classes where everyone's belonging and journeys. Mm. And, you know, we all have these sort of things that we find out about ourselves. And I don't think fully, you know, it goes back to, oh, I don't know enough about myself. I don't think we ever discover our full selves. I think there's so many things and so many mysteries mm. that we will never fully understand. Yeah. Because I think that's what makes life so interesting is because we're constantly changing and constantly growing. And, and discovering. Kind of got this, yeah. Um, mm. and, and, you know, we've got a biological clock on us that kind of ticks towards, you know, death and oh, yeah. whether or not. <laughs> You know, like, but but that gives us a finite <laughs> amount of time, and some people want to achieve all these things in that short amount of time. And I'm like, sometimes you just got to embrace everything, and you know, embrace the small stuff and the big stuff. Mm. Like, you know, but it's not always about discovering everything. It's just about discovering the little things along the way. There's so many things that I think people just kind of, you know, get want to jump to the next big thing, and they forget all these little discoveries that are about themselves that is um so interesting. Mm. And I think that's kind of like, hopefully. The reflection that everyone's kind of getting but i don't think you need to be an activist all the time i feel like people who are who are very prominent on social media about activism it's a good thing but i think there's the bad side of activism on social media as well and i think a lot of people who are just like you have to be this or yeah if you do ask questions you're an idiot like, yeah yeah know, it's like on. people are shamed for you know wanting privacy or wanting yeah. to you know genuinely learn um from someone who's been there, done that sort of thing. 
Um, I think there's a line to it though. Like if it, if you're literally you're just like, oh, what's uh transgender, and you just go and you ask a transgender person that instead of just like googling it, <laughs> then you're kind of an yeah. arsehole. <laughs> um, yeah, going like, straight up to them in the middle like, of the street, just going, hang on, excuse hey, me, what's a, transgender? You're transgender, right? What is it? <laughs> like, what is that's it? Not, Can you explain? That's not not cool. Um. But like, yeah, like if people want to create a platform for themselves where they can, where they want mm. to educate and they want to give a voice to that and, um, you know, become a bit of a public figure online and, and uh, as like an educational kind of figure, then that's fantastic. And I, I love that. And I feel like look for those people if you don't know what is going on <laughs> look for those people because yeah. they are out there and they literally that's what they do is that they teach the world about people like them and it's um extremely helpful and selfless and yeah um but don't don't just go up and ask someone don't do it yeah i think there's a great there's a growing chance um for you know kids asking um questions uh, it's an abc thing and if anyone wants to watch that because kids have this like finite ability to just ask questions yeah. and or, really or think, say things in say general things or do things yeah. it's great they're just so unfiltered and one of the things was um there was a you know a drag queen on um one of the episodes they run about like four or five minutes they're very short but all these kids asked questions about like you know what why did you start this what you know what how do you feel mm. you know, what representation do you you know and i was like these kids are very smart and then also like ex-prime minister malcolm turnbull came on one episode and they were asking him all the questions and he was like telling them about like you know he, you know one of the kids was talking about like people yelling in a room and he's like yep that's what most of the meetings in politicians lives are you know just a lot of people yelling and we don't <laughs> always agree and you know it's very interesting because when kids ask questions, you suddenly realize how much we are big kids, yeah. but we haven't really thought about how to process or communicate. And it comes down to the day as kids will ask unfiltered questions and don't, you know, don't shush kids for no. like uh, being curious. Then it's a very thing I hate about I like agree. having you know like this perspective. And I think it's I think it's because we both grew up in the nineties and you know. I think was in the nineties. It was the change of it all. But you know, when you we were kids, a lot of parents were still going, "Shh, don't ask those questions." Yeah. It's like, hang on. Yeah. No, I'm going to ask. It's I'm like, going to ask them big yeah. time. <laughs> why? Why can't I ask those questions? <laughs> yeah. Shut up. <laughs> but why should I shut up? Um. Yeah. Oh, just to clarify, I don't think you should never ask someone what their experience with life is. <laughs> I just realized that could have been harsh. Like, don't ask them anything. Um. If someone wants to fucking talk to you, go for it. But like, yeah, I think the uh emotional labor, I think, is the the um term for it. It's yeah. just like they. Some people must get shit all the time, and yeah. it just would it gets exhausting don't don't bother people, but anyway, um yeah, no that's that's really interesting, yeah, I think it's just like you know just be open, ask questions there's you know there's the only person you're making a fool of if you don't ask a question is yourself because when you're misinformed. Like, or you haven't asked a question, then, you know, you haven't learned something. I yeah. think it's my motto. You're not growing. Motto. Yeah. 
Even um, though I like, I sometimes am just not curious about anything and I don't want to do anything or know anything. <laughs> I'm just like, I want to sleep. <laughs> and I don't, I mean, sleep I don't is great, have a, a thirst for life. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, um, other times I want to know everything about everyone and I love people and uh, humans are amazing and I want to learn everything about someone. Um, next day I might just um, just like not even look at them. And that's uh, that's how it is. That's how it do be. I think what I've just learned about you through this entire <laughs> podcast episode is is how chaotic. <laughs> what? I am so surprised to hear that from you, Martin. Uh, well, look, I'm chaotic energy too, and I have just loved it every <laughs> second. Is because the two of us together is like a recipe for interesting uh, conversations <laughs> that might not stay on track. <laughs> Hopefully, interesting conversations. Hopefully, not just long-winded rambling conversations. <laughs> I don't think we rambled. I think we had insightful discussions. I think we have gone uh, all over the place and are well-traveled conversationally at this point. But you've loved every second, oh, haven't you? Oh, roller coaster, loving it. <laughs> um, and I think that's a perfect place to wrap it. <laughs> but but we still have like, wait, 19 minutes. 19 minutes, yeah. do we? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> oh, no. I've got an hour 20 on me. I've got an hour 29 on my little recorder. Oh. I, but we're booked I... in the studio. Don't you want to get your money's worth? <laughs> I already have. A... Oh, bless you. Bless you. I can go home early and fix my hair. You can. You can run away. You can... <laughs> Sorry, John. We'd love to hang out, but no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, Chloe, I've loved every second of it. Oh, You were all you're right. You're a delight. Oh, <laughs> thanks. I guess so. Oh, no. I thank you for um, tolerating my uh, presence. And <laughs> I had a great time and I laughed a lot. So that's all you can really do. And I'm really sweaty, um, incidentally. Oh, really? So, yeah. It's just biology, you know. I'm a sweaty person. <laughs> for anyone just curious about that, it's the armpits and the face. Noted. Yeah. Noted. I, oh, I, uh, yeah. There's a privilege that I can't see you. Yeah. Oh, look, there's a lot of reasons that you're lucky to not see me. <laughs> oh, no. It's, it's the hair. It's the hair. I'm, de- I'm, I'm referring uh, to the hair and maybe the pit okay. stains. Uh, you can cut that. <laughs> you can cut that out. You can go I, right ahead and cut that out. No, no, like. no. This stays in. It's great. It's great material. Great. <laughs> I'm so happy to hear that. <laughs> um but no where can people find you on the socials where can people go and stalk you well uh you can find me on instagram Uh, my instagram is underscore chlorine spelled c-h-l-o-r-e-e-n underscore it's a it's a funny pun uh you'll get it because i work at a pool shop selling pool chemicals one of which is chlorine and my name is chloe so there you go. Um, I also actually, I forgot to plug this earlier because <gasps> it was going to come up organically and then we got si- sidetracked completely. But I've just started an Instagram, like kind of a, a shop, I guess, an art account. Um, we were talking about perfectionism earlier and yes. that has been crippling in every aspect of my life, right? So I've gone just last week, literally, um, 
and have, I don't even know where it came from. I've decided to do horrible, horrible portraits of people and um, sell them for money and <laughs> and intentionally make them bad. So like as if a child has drawn it. Um, so you can you can go on there if you want. Um, I'm not going to make you. Uh, it, I love that. <laughs> I literally have had two commissions <laughs> already <gasps> in the last. Like I've, this has been active for maybe five days tops, and I am so excited about <laughs> it. We'll see how long it lasts. But you can um, find it at Horrid Drawings, and that's Horrid Drawings, but it's just one D in the middle, so it's like one word. See how smart I am? Because okay. Horrid Drawings was actually taken so that's uh yeah oh, that's nice. that um but anyway you can pay me money if you want <laughs> um give her money yeah ha- it's, have a look it's worth giving <laughs> chloe money <laughs> have, have a look on there you might like it you might hate it both are desired response um thank you I think that's it for plugs. I just really <laughs> wanted to get that in there. I've never plugged anything before. I hope I did good. You did great. This was <laughs> this was an awesome plug. Um, <laughs> and if you want to go and check out more episodes, you can check um, more episodes on Spotify and Apple Podcast. And I will be speaking with another guest next week. And I will be chatting to you all later. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.